hear three different readings for our scripture reading today. The first one is from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 4b through 6. In the day that God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no vegetation of the field had yet sprung up, for God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground, but a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Our second reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw God's Spirit descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from the heavens said, This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Our third and final reading comes from Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 2. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If there is one thing in the world that brings pure joy to my father, that is fishing. He just loves it. Many of you already know my father is a Presbyterian pastor, and now you know he loves fishing. So here's a question. What would be my father's favorite movie? It's the title of my sermon today. Yes, a river runs through it. No doubt it's a great movie, but the problem is the movie movie's fishing scenes are so mesmerizing that they fill my father with many fantasies. The movie shows the Blackfoot River running through wild nature in Montana and one of its rocky streams of water. There, Reverend McLean and his two sons, with their sleeves rolled up, perform their art of fly fishing for trout. Above the silvery sunlit waves, the fishing lines draw streaks of light in the air as they cast the lines forward and circle them back. My father often talks about this scene with his dreamy eyes. When I lived in New Jersey, my father once visited me and I decided to make his dream come true as much as possible. So we drove to, drove to the Delaware River and we had a high hope of a cooler full of trout. But it didn't take too long to realize. First, 
we are way too ambitious. And second, trout are so mean. We failed to catch a single trout until sunset. We were totally exhausted and about to wrap things up there. But then, thank God, we finally caught one small trout. So precious. I thought we at least have something for dinner. But my father suggested letting it go because he thought it was bearing eggs. I was not sure about that, so at first I didn't want to and hesitated, but eventually released the trout. The feeling of sending the trout back to the river, it was quite special. The feeling of the trout swimming away from my hands, the feeling of the ripples spread around me, the feeling of life reviving where it belongs. Even though the fishing trip was not quite an, a river run through it experience, I learned a lesson as I reflected on those feelings. As soon as I caught the trout, I admit, a sense of entitlement dominated me. I immediately claimed the trout as mine because I caught it. I spent hours driving and fishing I spent money on equipment and a fishing license with an additional fee, especially for trout fishing. Yes, I had rights. I was entitled to taking the trout. But when I was letting it go, I felt a different kind of feeling. I want to call it a sense of embeddedness. Embeddedness. The feeling that I'm part of something larger than myself. The feeling that I am enmeshed into a greater network of life that bears, bursts, and nurtures the trout. The river system grows trout. The, the ecosystem of the earth runs the river. And the solar system changes the seasons. In this network, the trout it's not just a trout. When it comes to me, it comes with the river, with the earth, with the sun and moon, with the universe, and with God, who sets forth this stream of life and flows within it. After all, the trout can never be completely mine. Sometimes I imagine God as the divine matrix from which the river of love flows and nurtures all creation embedded in it. Today's scripture readings from Genesis and Revelation show how the Bible begins with the image of this river and ends with it. The first two chapters of the Bible tell us there's the face of the deep, the waters, and a stream rising at the beginning of time. And the last chapter of the Bible describes John's vision of the river of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, which grows the tree of life and heals the nations at the end of time. 
And in this flow of time, Jesus' baptism at the Jordan River stands as a permanent reminder that we are incorporated into this very river of God's creation and new creation. How? By his own baptism, Jesus opens the way for us to be baptized in his name, to be immersed in the water of grace, to be flooded with the assurance of belovedness, and to be awash and astir with a sense of sacred embeddedness. Today, as we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr.'s life and legacy, I find that God reveals to us this river of love, this network of life, not only through the Bible, but through many prophets in our history. And certainly Dr. King is one of them. In many different writings, he repeats these famous words. All of us are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. And you can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. His wife, Coretta Scott King affirms that this interrelated structure of reality is central to his philosophy of nonviolence. She says, His belief in a divine loving presence that binds all life, this belief was the force behind all of my husband's quests to eliminate social evil. Dr. King believed God created all life in an interrelated structure with the binding force of love. And because of his understanding, Dr. King saw the matter of justice quite differently from others. People tend to treat the matter of justice only as a matter of entitlement, a matter of who deserves what, a matter of a zero-sum game of gaining or losing rights. But Dr. King revealed to us the matter of justice is the matter of love and the matter of our embeddedness in such love. For him, true justice can be achieved only when we all work together to reconcile the violent torrents of the world with the river of God's love, and to restore the web of loving relationships that involves all of us as who we are. And this true justice is what love looks like in public, as Dr. Cornel West has beautifully remarked. Today, I'm not here to say it is wrong to have or ask what we are entitled to, Dr. King also fought hard to gain more rights and claim due respect and dignity for black people and the poor. And a fair system of entitlement is necessary to keep our society running. But problems arise when our society is imbued 
with an, with an escalated sense of entitlement while losing a sense of embeddedness. In the past, some said, I am entitled to this land because I found it. You Native Americans leave my land. I am entitled to keep my slaves because I paid the price and have rights. You slaves are my legal property, so I do whatever I please. In our time, some say, I am entitled to privileges because I am white. You people of color just get what you deserve. I own citizenship. You undocumented should be deported. I am standing my ground, my law. You a black boy wearing a hoodie and looking dangerous. I can shoot you down. I have the right and duty to keep my town safe. You, a black man jogging down the street and disturbing my peace, I can chase you down and harm you. I am a police officer. I am licensed for law enforcement. You, a suspicious black woman, I can get in and shoot you, even in your apartment. You, a shady black man, I can hold down your neck with my knee, and I don't care whether you can breathe or not. I have rights. I have licenses. I have papers. I have systems. I have powers. Can we find any piece of justice in these cries of entitlement? Can we? Faithful friends in Christ, as we reflect on God's justice today, we better listen to Martin Luther King Jr.'s prophetic proclamation, asking all of us to see ourselves again and again caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. This sense of embeddedness perhaps opens our eyes to see God's sacred image in every human being wakes us up from our spiritual slumber to realize how the river of love runs through all our divinely knitted relationships and empowers us to join arms together in mutual support and to lift up our shared humanity. Eventually, all things merge into one and a river runs through it. I always cherish this ending narration of a river run through it. I do not know what kind of river it might be, but as a believer in God who is love, I dream of a river, a river whither all things merge and whence all things emerge. This river has flown through time Everything began from its water of the deep. The people of God escaped from slavery across its water of freedom. Jesus revealed our belovedness in its water of baptism. Fugitive slaves on their way to free states waded in its water of liberation. 
with Martin Luther King Jr. I keep dreaming of this river today and I hope you may join me in dreaming too. Because I believe this river is flowing through us, binding us together in a single stream of love, renewing our humanity with its baptismal water and washing out injustice from the world by raising God's people. Until the end of time, until all of us lay our burden down by this river and join the cloud of witnesses to see how God finally lets justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Let us keep dreaming of this river. A river runs through it. May God enfold us in this river of love and unfold God's vision of new creation through our daily actions for justice. May it be evermore so. Amen.